Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. I'm Annie Dickerson. And I'm Julie Lamb. Together, we're the founders of Good Egg Investments and creators of the Real Estate Accelerator. We help real estate investors and syndicators build their brands, find the right investors for their deals, and scale their businesses so they can do more and bigger deals. We believe that everyone has the power to make an impact through raising capital and helping people achieve financial freedom through real estate. We invite you to join the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight Facebook group so we can amplify our impact together. We know you're going to love this episode. And hey, be sure to stick around to the end of the show because we're going to reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing real estate podcasts on the planet. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight Podcast. I am your host, Rye Russell, and with me today is Marcus Ogden. Marcus, thank you so much for joining us. How you doing, Rob? Thanks for having me on, my friend. Well, it's it's a real pleasure to speak to you. And Marcus, you had a career in the NFL prior to starting your own businesses. And I would love for you to kind of just introduce how maybe playing in the NFL prepared you for starting your own businesses and then how that led into real estate. So playing in the NFL, Ryan, taught me a lot about leadership, taught me a lot about hard work, teamwork and having a healthy culture. Teams in the National Football League that have a healthy culture, great servant leadership, leadership styles, and people that can express themselves and any difficulty they might have, and they can have those difficulties met with inclusion, trying to resolve problems and issues. Those are teams that have success in the NFL and any other major sports around the world. Same thing in real estate. You know, you have to have a great team, Nobody could do everything by themselves, right? If you're doing multifamily, if you're doing uh, residential, if you're doing commercial, you have to have right team members that you can delegate tasks to in order to make sure that the overall mission and or vision gets accomplished at the highest level possible. That's that's amazing. And it, it makes sense, right? Because in the NFL, it's it's still a business. It's a team. And, you know, the the outcome of working together is is really magnificent and it takes practice. And so I can see that so often in, you know, the different projects I work on in real estate, you know, our, our founders of Good Egg Investments. Everybody is working with a team where we can maximize our strengths, but then we have those complements there that can, you know, really, they have an expertise that's far beyond, you know, what we have in that discipline. And so, you know, when, when you first got into real estate, was that something that was a natural transition for you? Did you have a history in real estate or was it something that you kind of learned about? I went to a program at USC through the NFL to learn more about development, real estate construction. Then when I started my construction real estate business in Baltimore, it was, 2000, it was basically the beginning of 2008. I kind of jumped in, but I did some small things, residential fix and flips, did some small investment into some commercial, 
properties, uh, you know, multifamily in downtown Baltimore. And then I really got into the commercial construction aspect. Uh, we started off doing site work, excuse me, uh, concrete work, sidewalks, curbs and gutters, all that. Then we grew into some pretty decent sized demolition. Then we got into mass, mass site work, utilities, uh, stormwater, sewer, grading, sediment erosion control. And we started doing all of that in conjunction with some of our real estate you know, development, some of the things that we got into with different funds and different groups uh, around Baltimore City and, of course, the state of Maryland. That's amazing. That when you made that transition, what are what are some of the key things that, you know, if, if you were speaking to an aspiring you know, real estate uh, individual and professional, what are some things that you learned early on that you now know to avoid? I learned that you need to grow quickly in this business, real estate, commercial construction, residential construction, flips and uh, fix and flips, et cetera. That was my downfall. That's why I went bankrupt in 2013. I got over leveraged. I leveraged too many properties. I got into too many jobs where I, and basically what happened is where I put all of my assets into one project and I didn't pay attention to the other projects like I should have. I didn't man them properly. I didn't do what I needed to do properly. And I just basically got over leveraged. Uh, unfortunately, very, very quickly, about 90 days. And then I turned up to get paid back by that developer and the contract I was working for on that property, uh, on that real estate project in Baltimore City. When they denied my change order ride, I tried to bring in some other realtors and some other real estate investors to buy out my partner. We were close, but unfortunately, my partner didn't talk about some of the issues that we had because of that project going so bad. And they found out about it and they walked away. Once they walked away, Rye, that was it. And the company went bankrupt and shut its doors uh, in March 2013. So some of some of our best learnings, right, can come out of, of these small, we call them failures, but I, I don't see them as that. I mean, I've had them. I've, you know, absolutely had properties that you expect one thing and then it, it comes to a completely different result. So how do you handle that? So- for about six months between April 2013 and September 2013, I didn't handle it well. I was a lot of other people's fault. My partner, the developer, the contractor, my employees, my partners, all across the board, the projects, the realtors. I was like, everybody stinks but me. Then I had a pivotal moment, right, when I was when I had literally had my ego checked at the door, I was fired from two jobs in the same week in, uh, in June 2013, was coaching football to the youth, and then I ended up getting, uh, taking a job as a custodian, making $8.25 an hour because I needed an extra job to take care of my family, my responsibilities. When I had my, I called my spoiled milk moment, right, when someone's rotten meat, banana peels, got all my bare skin and clothes, that's when I realized things had to change. And then I said, I'm going to become a speaker, get myself back on board. Took me about two and a half years to get my, my first paid speaking job. Finally got it right. And now I haven't looked back. I've done speaking for all kinds of corporations. One of my big clients was a group called Elite Legacy Education. Spoke for them 11 times in a year, all across the country, Los Angeles, Miami, Orlando, uh, uh, Washington, D.C., uh, you know, Canada, New York, and really and truly, you know, that was the moment where I said, okay, 
what I'm doing now, I have a ton of real estate clients that are investors, property owners. Uh, one of my former teammates, we talked about this earlier, one of my former teammates got in Jorge Cordova, uh, played with me with the Jaguars, was a third round pick out of uh, Reno, Nevada. And I'm coaching him, helping him to make the right steps in multifamily real estate. I understand the market, what to look out for, loan to value, you know, again, team, location, how many doors, what can you get per door? And because of that, I now have a huge amount of real estate clients, again, investors, syndication, uh, people that are in own projects themselves, some single family, a little bit of both, mixed use. And they hire me, right? So they don't end up like I did bankrupt and over leveraged. So I've taken my experiences, like you said, my experiences and what I've done to now go into speaking for real estate companies and uh, realtors and mortgage companies, along with other companies. And I do a lot of coaching, one-on-one coaching, group coaching, but I have a tremendous amount. I would say about a third, I have about 35 one-on-one coaching clients right now, Rye. About a third of those have some type of real estate interest that I work with and help coach on a weekly basis. And you have written some books about some of this leadership education and, and some of these steps you've taken, right? Correct. I've written two books. My first one was my autobiography, Sleepless Nights. Uh, this tells my story. Then the second one, which you're more talking about the action steps, the leadership steps, is our best, well, both are bestsellers. But the second one's called The Success Cycle. It talks about three major aspects, right? Ambition creating your roadmap and or blueprint for your real estate for success in general. But you can use that to equivocate to creating your own real estate blueprint journey. Talk about, then the next one is drive, being inspired over motivated, right? About creating your why. If you're getting into real estate, why? More money, more flexibility, more time with your family, travel, the camaraderie. Why are you getting into it? That's when you want to start sharing with people why you're doing it, right, Rye? So you can, what, relate to them. And the last one is hard work. Focus on yourself and not the competition. Don't get into the social media comparison game. Don't get into, oh, they're here, they're there, they had this, they had that. You have no idea what someone's life is really like. So before you start wanting and or begging for somebody's life, know what, you're, what they, they have, and again, be thankful for what you have. So the book is really about those three main principles, ambition, drive, and hard work. And for real estate, it's the same thing. Create your blueprint, right? If you know where you are right now starting, where do you want to go? I would suggest starting out small, fix and flips, right? Some single families, or even if you're going to get into commercial or multifamily, be part of a group. Don't do it all by yourself. Get into syndication. Learn how to put, you know, put a little bit in. You'll still get a little, you won't make as much big a return, but your risk is mitigated. Understand right. that. I'd rather get a small piece of a big pie than try to go get a whole big pie, have that pie, you know, blow up in my face, right? So create that ambitious real estate blueprint. Be driven. It's going to be hard. Expect that. If you want something easy and quick, go play the lottery. That's what you got to do. This is not a get-rich-quick business. It, it never has been, right? Same thing with my speaking. Same thing with you, Ryan. We don't get rich quick. We build knowledge. We build our value. And we make money because people see the value we have to add. 
That's inspiration. That's inspiring. And then the last one is going to be hard work. Focus on what you need to do to make yourself the best damn real estate investor that's possible, a real estate person that's possible. And if you're weak at something, right, get on, get on a team and have them have strengths where you're weak and build out from there. So that's the success cycle and how you can apply it to your real estate journey that you're on. But again, I coach a lot of people, right, in these areas, again, so they don't end up like I did. That is so powerful. One, thank you for sharing that with us. Two, thank you for sharing that as a a collection of work for others to share and learn and gain insights from. You said something that really kind of struck a chord for me, inspiration over motivation. And the why behind all of that, it's you know, it's, it's why you know, this show was created. It's why, you know, our founders came together. It's, it's about the, the team, right? And everybody's inspiring each other. I love podcasting. And so I'm inspired to podcast and everybody else is inspired to do their part of the role where mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes motivation can kind of get into the way of something sometimes because you're charged up, but how do you push through when you're no longer charged up? So think about this way. Inspirations for the long term. You're breathing life into someone for a systemic long term positive change. Motivation is when you are basically you're driven right by a force. That's not really inspiration. You are driven by money, notoriety, fame. Right. That's a short term drive. The real drive is inspiration, not motivation. I was motivated for my real estate company, right? And that's why it didn't succeed. It burnt out because I didn't have a good team around me like you do, Rye, to keep me inspired. Everyone around me just wanted to make money. And I eventually became what I feared the most. I ran the business all about the money. The money, the fame, the nightlife, the limos, the club nights, the, all that buying the bar out, all that stuff that doesn't mean a darn thing. Because at the end of the day, I would always come home, what, by myself with the wrong person. Now I'm married, two daughters, family. I'm inspired to do what I'm doing today. That's what I teach my clients. Like, if you're starting something for money or fame, it won't work. And that's what happened with speaking, Right. I started speaking to make money and chase fame. And for two and a half years, not one paid job. Got my first paid job. And over the last four years, I've learned it's not about me. It's about the client base I'm serving. It's about the coaching clients that I give action steps to so they can avoid my catastrophic errors. The little bit of money people pay me for, right? took working for either six months or a year. And this business, right, it's a penny in a bucket compared to what you could invest, make a mistake, and do what Mike Marcus did on Sheet, lose it all. Home foreclosed on, both cars repossessed right in the same day. I was a multimillionaire April 2012. April 2013, right, I had $400 to my name. So that's what people pay me for. 
So they get the value and the lessons, the experiences and the action steps that I can give them so they don't end up like I did, bankrupt, broke, and almost homeless. That's amazing and so powerful. Thank you so much, Marcus, again, for, for sharing this. And for the the audience, you know, listening at home, this might be their their first real estate syndication thought. This might be the first time that they've really evaluated it. You know, in you know, kind of three main points, how would you break down real estate syndication in a way that's digestible to understand? First part you gotta do is what number one, what markets are the people looking at? The markets are going to tell you if it's a good investment. For example, the one that one of my clients is doing, one of his, they have nine cities. They've identified Austin. They've identified uh, 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 Raleigh-Durham, where I live, right? So I know that the areas that they have identified are booming and growing. So that's going to be good. So that's number one. So that's going to be, that's going to be number one. It's the location, okay? Number two Look at every project individually, right? Learn how to break down what is my investment? When I got to start expecting making returns? What do the returns look like? What's worst case scenario? What's best case scenario? Is there any collateral whatsoever on the project? What's the loan, the value of the investment we're looking to do for the building or for that piece of property? Look at each project individually and know those big things. What's your investment? When are you going to start getting paid back? And then what is your possible return to your risk? And third thing, you said it best. Who is the team that is in the syndication? If you can't trust the team that like if, 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 you, have, like if you have your wallet just laying out on the room somewhere on the floor and you can't trust the people in your syndication not to touch your money, to touch your credit cards, to touch your bank card, wrong group, Mm -hmm. wrong group. Because if they're going to do that, when times get tough, they're going to do whatever it takes to what? Wash out for their own skin. So I tell everybody, it's location. If you get to the right spot, awesome. Wrong spot, it could be not good for the business. Two, look at each deal individually. What's your investment? When you're going to start getting paid back, what is the possible risk for the possible return? And three is the team of the syndication. If your team, if you look around and you're the smartest person in your syndication, might, might, might want to change groups. Might want to change groups because I don't ever want to be the smartest person in an investment group ever, ever. Because if I am, then who can I go to to get knowledge? Nobody. I know a lot and I coach a lot of people, right? But still, you have to have that mentality that you can always learn, you can always get better. And I tell my clients and I tell my speaking groups, I have audiences, you need to always make the mentality and the mindset that you don't know everything and you never, ever, ever stop learning. 100%. 100%. And I'm I'm taking copious amounts of, of notes over here. And for all of you tuning in at home, I hope you are as well. And for the audience that's looking to connect with you more, Marcus, where's the best way for us to do that? They can go to our website, uh, www.marcusmarquesogden.com. 
and they can uh, text us on our website. Or also, you can shoot us an email at, I'll give you two email addresses, Marcus underscore Ogden at yahoo.com. And then my other email is our business email, Marcus at MarcusOgden.com. Send us an email, go to our website, you know, go on that, click chat with us. Here, all consultations, Rye, are free. Every last one of them. And again, working for Elite Legacy, they would have never hired me 11 times in 12 months if I didn't know what I was doing. 11 times. And I've worked with a lot of their top producers, a lot of their guys who are now running, you know, you know, a hundred, couple hundred million, even a billion dollar uh, syndication funds. I helped them who were, they used to be single family business leaders of their own properties, their own projects. They had enough experience. I had enough capital. I said, it's time to go. And again, everybody's different, but it was time for them to progress to the next level. And now they've got, they're running big, big syndication funds. Same thing. Every client's different. We give them a very customized coaching program to their liking. But no matter what, real estate is a business. I highly recommend, I don't care if it's me, Rye, whomever, get a coach. Because again, don't end up like me. It, it would have cost me probably, I charge Rye for six months of coaching, 7500 bucks, or for a year, 13000 Do you know that if I would have spent that, the $3 million that I invested in my business in 90 days, I would have never spent. Because I could have had my coach say, Marcus, what are you thinking? Why would you put all of your assets here when you don't have a guarantee of getting a job or your money back because you trust a client? This is not personal. This is business. So my $7,500 investment ride or $13,000, I always tell everybody, I always start with the smaller package so that we get a chance to know me. That $7,500 ride and the coach could have saved me $3 million, my house, my cars, everything. But I thought I knew it all. And when I, when that's the first part of anybody's demise. When you think you know everything and can't learn, that's the beginning of your end. That's super powerful. And, and thank you. So you're right. And we say it all of the time. I mean, Annie and Julie and I, even the coaches need coaching. Amen. And yeah, it's it's amazing. Well, Marcus, thank you so much. And thank you all for tuning in and spending this time with us today talking about real estate syndication, learning about Marcus and his background. And of course, we invite you to always check out our show notes where we have all of the links where you can connect with Marcus further. You can connect with all of us here at Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. We look forward to tuning in to another episode with you soon. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. If you are a real estate investor or syndicator who would like to be on this podcast, please visit syndicationspotlight.com. And please also join the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight Facebook group so we can connect with you and learn more about you. And if you got something out of this episode, we'd love it if you could subscribe to this show and give us a rating and review. We promise to read your feedback and take action to continue to make this show even better and more valuable for the real estate syndication community. My name is Annie Dickerson. And I'm Julie Lamb. Thanks for listening. And thank you for being a part of the real estate syndication spotlight community.